Wellington Access Radio 106.1 FM. It's B-Side Stories. Stories of the people who make Wellington tick. Kia ora, Wellington. You're here for the second half of the show. I'm going to hand off to Perrine. Yeah, so we are talking dignity, creating a movement for free sanitary items for all women in New Zealand. And we have Jacinta in the studio. Kia ora, Jacinta. Hello, how's it going? Yeah, good. <laughs> so you are one of the directors of Dignity. Yes, that's, that's right. And there is another director who got held up on a plane yeah, somewhere. Yeah, she's stuck in a plane, so hopefully it'll land and all be well, because I need her back here. Oh, <laughs> Dignity's not going to look after itself. <laughs> no, no. Um, so you guys have started a social enterprise looking at period poverty, period stigma, among other things, period accessibility and availability. Yeah, that, that's right. Just making <laughs> periods normal and something that you can talk about. Mm. Important. You know, when you think back to, um, when I think back to my youth and, um, you know, kind of how it was really scary to talk about any of that stuff um, when you first started getting your period and there seems to be way more out in public about it at the moment. I think I think the world's moved on. I don't think we could have been having this conversation five years ago. I think people are ready to talk about periods. They're ready to um, talk about period poverty and understanding that it is an issue. Even in New Zealand, it's not in, you know, just developing countries. Um, it's, it's the time, really, that we can talk about it. So what are you guys, what is Dignity doing about this? So Dignity, like you were saying, we've, we're wanting to um, create access to sanitary items for all women. Um, and at the moment we're doing that through our wellbeing initiative in the workplace. So workplaces can sign up to a subscription to have free sanitary items in their bathroom for their employees. And we give away the equivalent to girls in school around New Zealand. And is that, is it schools, is it secondary and primary? So secondary and intermediates at this stage, yeah. Okay. I was, um, when I was getting ready for this interview, I was reading something that was saying that it's, um, girls are getting their periods a lot earlier these days as well, when they're younger, like that it's very normal to be starting at eight years old. And so we're looking also at... Um, yeah, I mean, mm, yeah, primary schools as well. It's it's just crazy that girls are getting younger and younger, and of course, that means you have to get these access to these products and understand what they are. Um, and unfortunately, in all places, that doesn't happen. Mm. So um, I, I think I really enjoy being part of an initiative that's you know being part of the solution. There are so many other awesome groups and organisations out there that are. Um, helping us to tackle this problem because you can't just be one person doing it on your mm. own. So you guys, how long have you been going for now and how did you get started? <laughs> it's been two and a half years now um, and I've actually just started on it full time because there's yes. so much to do. Um, but And this week I've been going and seeing a few of our corporate uh, partners and seeing these sanitary items in the bathroom is really surreal because um, Miranda and I started this 
through a business boot camp end of 2016 when we came into it and wanted to create an app where women could order the items through the app and get them delivered every month. And we thought, there's the solution, we've solved it, we've cracked it. Um, and we were really keen to build the app in the first week of that boot camp and we got told no, um, which I don't like hearing, but <laughs> there's sometimes a point for that. And we talked to women and there was an issue, of course, of, I guess, accessibility and, and having it come to your house every month would be useful but there was a bigger underlying sense of unfairness that why do women have to purchase these items in the first place you know condoms are free and you can get them readily available anywhere um in 2016 was very much that year when um the new health and safety legislation came in and well-being was very much at the forefront of corporates minds they wanted to understand how could they have some um, tangible initiatives especially targeted towards women that could support them in the workplace on a day-to-day basis so at the end of that boot camp, we came up with our business model um, and, and worked through our, our pricing and customer discovery, uh, uh, MVP as well, so very much that lean startup method. And for those of us who don't know what MVP is. <laughs> <laughs> MVP is a, a minimal viable product. So we do a small test of your business idea. Um, so with our business boot camp, that was run out of the Biz Dojo. And we were just going to make a landing page website and have people sign up. That's sometimes what people would say an MVP for your product is that you would get people to see and if they're interested. Um, but our mentor, Emily Grinter, said, no, why don't you test it out in this co-working space here? Mm. Um, which was really scary because we thought this was a really cool idea. We'd put a lot of time into it um, and felt really scared to test it out. So it's kind of the point of doing an MVP is to... Um, quickly validate whether your ideal actually has value. And so we put sanitary items in the bathroom at the Biz Dojo start of December and then just before Christmas we went and checked on them and they had mostly gone um, and there were notes in there because we left some uh, little sticky notes and pens and people saying thank you and that this was a really valuable um, product to have in the lockers just near the bathrooms so it kind of validated that okay this is a thing that's not just a good idea in our heads but that this could actually be rolled out um, on a bigger scale. And so when did you get the idea that it should be not just with um, supplying to companies or individuals who wanted that regular supply but that you should do the kind of social good side of it Mm. and how did you work out kind of the best way to do that and the schools to target? Um, So it was in November 2016 a piece came out on Seven Sharp about girls missing out on school and at that time Miranda and I were still flatting together and I remember running into her room so upset that I had no idea this was happening. This, This piece kind of Um, opened up everyone's eyes to period poverty in New Zealand um, because they actually had girls from the schools talking and I just remember being so upset that this was happening Um, and that's when we decided, well, we want to make an impact in in this space. We don't want these girls um, feeling the stigma, feeling the shame and going without items and not going to school. Um, and so immediately you, you get this heart tug that, okay, we want to raise a whole lot of money and send items to that school. When actually, if we'd done that, 
that would have helped that school for maybe uh, a term. But what we've built now has meant that we've got over 50 schools around New Zealand getting items each term. Um, and so in terms of the schools, a lot come uh, approach us because we have been known in this space and um, I guess that community is quite small so they know that they can come to us, um, in including intermediates. Uh, for our Auckland expansion, we reached out to Auckland MPs because they have very close ties in the community and they knew of schools that um, were needing these items, so they were really helpful as well. Um, and we do do a bit of outreach as well in terms of if people say, hey, have you reached out to this school? Mm. I've heard that these, these people would really benefit from your kind of initiative. So it's it's all kinds of ways that people find out about us and we give to those schools and we don't discriminate on the decile system. I think it's a very blunt measure of how you would decide where to give. Um, so we give to all schools. Can I uh, jump in with a question? Mm. So um, once the experience of a kid in a school, uh, once, you're, once your like, pads and tampons are there, they're in the toilet so that anybody can access them? And and also like what's the mix or how do you decide what, what goes on the on the on the bench for them to choose from? Mm -hmm. So with our schools, we leave it up to the schools how they would like to distribute it sure. because they um, know their student community the best and also are aware of the students that need the access. So there's a range of ways the schools um, distribute out the items, whether it's at the counsellor's office, the nurse's office. Um, one of the schools um, in Wellington has it in their different house areas. Um, so they kind of decide how they would like to provide the items to the students in, in need. Mm -hmm. um, and we give the full range of organic initiative product from their mini uh, super regular pads and tampons. Yeah. With the schools reaching out to you, do you is there a risk then that the schools where... Um, period poverty and period stigma are kind of regularly discussed. Is there a risk that those are the schools that are approaching you more and then maybe there are other schools that miss out because they're not even having those conversations? Yeah, there, there might be. I mean, there are hundreds of schools in New Zealand and then there's also a lot of initiatives that are going on. Um, at the same time as when we started, Kids Can started to give sanitary yes. items too. Um, and of course, they've got a different model in terms of how they fund themselves with the charity yeah. structure. So they work by receiving, primarily by receiving donations, whereas you do it through the enterprise of selling to companies. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, same goals of wanting to give girls access. Um, so they provide to schools and we provide to schools too. Um, and there's a lot of work going on at this space uh, at the moment and it's helpful with me going full time to be able to collaborate mm. with other organisations that are wanting to um, I guess change the situation in New Zealand because you know we, we're a tiny country we're 4.5 million people basically a city and I think we can get all our smart heads together to solve this issue of period poverty in schools. So there's a parallel process happening over in the UK at the moment that you mentioned and are they moving to or have they already started supplying sanitary items to all schools there or tell us about that. 
Yeah, so it started off in Scotland, legislation passed to have free sanitary items in all schools and universities, which is amazing. I mean, Scotland is leading the way in um, a lot of areas, including social enterprise. It's a six billion economy over there. Um, and then the movement began again in England, where they've just passed legislation for free sanitary items in schools. And that's provided by the government. So yes. we don't have those models of the charities or social enterprises there, it's just the government. Yeah, exactly. So that wow. they um, are, are taking the lead and recognising it's it's a normal thing to have in schools, just like hand towels or um, chairs, I don't know. It should just be there um, anyway. Mm. Mm. And um, has the UK, has that experience, do you think that will kind of inform what happens here over the coming years? Do you think we're we're ready to head down that road? or? I really hope we're third. I, I, I hate that we weren't second. <laughs> I really, really don't. And I hate that we weren't first. Yeah. But I think being third and not last is, is a much better alternative. Um, so I think there's, that's where the collaboration and also us talking with the Ministry for Women as well in terms of the research that we've gathered over the past two years on period poverty that didn't exist when mm. we started. Um, it's totally achievable in New Zealand. We're a small country, um, so I think it is inevitable for sure. Last year, actually I think it was at the... I think it was over a year ago, we had um, Ollie and Marie from WA Collective come in, who you probably yeah. have worked with over no, the I years. I love Ollie. And um, they were talking, so they talked about their program, which is looking, which is specifically about menstrual cups. But I get the idea that with dignity, um, you're kind of looking, well, obviously you're looking broader than menstrual cups because you're doing tampons and pads but that there's kind of a discussion about whether menstrual cups suit everybody? I think they're a fantastic option, and I think it's great that they make financial sense um, and that you're sorted then, you know, for five if not more years. They're a wonderful, wonderful option. Um, so a one-off purchase that you can use for five to ten years, way less environmental impact over those years. Mm -hmm. You know, if you get a cheap one through WA Collective, we're talking like $15 or something, but it's not for everyone. No, and I think um, that's where a range of options suit people. So with us, um, any employee at a Dignity uh, corporate like ANZ or Cigna, they can get a subsidised oi cup from us. So that's for $30, including shipping. Um, so that was a way that we could incorporate the menstrual cups in our offering. Um, that's not part of our subscription or the buy one, give one. Um, but we wanted to help with access for women that wanted to choose that as an option. Um, and we are about to start giving to 24 young parent colleges around New Zealand. And we want to provide menstrual cups as an option too, because that audience feel ready and... Um, you know, able to use those items. Uh, we work really closely with our schools and they haven't really brought up or we haven't had much demand for the menstrual cups. Um, and that's where it comes back to our ethos about dignity, that that's what we want to provide women. We believe in um, giving them options, giving them information so that women can choose what 
product and what preference they would like. There's some awesome um, options on the market, just like the Wirecup, um, as well as the I Am Eva um, period underwear, that they mm. did a really awesome Kickstarter and they're doing fantastic um, you know, things in this space. So I, I think it's really about understanding that women should be informed and given, um, given options for what they want to use for their bodies. Um, because, yeah, uh, caps or tampons or pads don't suit everyone, so it's about choosing which option you would prefer the most. Mm. Yeah, can I jump in with another question? You, you mentioned research that you were getting sort of valuable insights from your work so far. Can you t say a little bit more about that? How do you find out information mm. and, um, mm. uh, and what have you found out? Yeah, so each um, term we do uh, impact reporting to feedback to our corporates so they can understand the impact they're having in the community. Um, and three key things we've found over the past three years is that, one, girls are able to come to school with having the Dignity product there. Um, it's, it's not just a media report. It is actually happening in New Zealand. And um, I always find that time of the term in terms of doing the impact reporting really hard because it's a pretty hard fact that yeah girls were missing out on school mm. um the second thing is is that once the girls know it's at the school they um they do feel more confident and they start to take their friends along as well so um it's reducing the stigma in terms of they feel comfortable going and then they start to share with their friends as well that hey these items are there do you want to come with me to the office or um i can show you where to get them as well so that access is actually increasing within the school um and the third thing that i we both had no idea about is that um nurses and teachers are no longer buying the items themselves so they it's very common in schools that teachers and nurses were buying sanitary items for their students. Mm. Mm. That's a good change then. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's massive. And I don't think Miranda and I could have even imagined what we would have found out in this space at the start of our journey. Yeah. When we did our tiny little MVP of, you know, like three boxes of tampons and a box of pads and the Biz Dojo to... Um, where we are today. Mm. Um, so you guys are keen to do something about period stigma as well as the practicalities of people having their periods. Tell us about what your kind of what your goals are and what you're kind of doing towards those. Mm. So, oh, that's a big question. <laughs> Let me think. <laughs> Let me think. I think having the items in. In the bathroom. The visibility. The, the visibility of it. Um, we do usually put them in a canister so people, they're, they're still they're there, but they're also discreet as well. Um, and then from what I've seen, it looks like very cool packaging with that, you know, the nice organic cotton. Mm. And it's quite, I mean, it's a nice product. It's not just some crappy pink falling apart. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know, it's probably no, nice. As it, it is good, good product. And that was um, a big part of our decision early on in terms of um, when we first started researching, we're like, oh, you know, off Alibaba, we can get a thousand tampons for $200. But 
God knows what's in them. Mm. And um, a bit scary if we were to allow women to put that in their bodies. No idea where they were from. So choosing a um, partner for sanctuary items was a really important part of our journey. Um, I think also being comfortable with the level of language that people want to speak about things. Sometimes we'll leave a business meeting and we haven't used the word period. And that's okay because they know what we're talking about. Um, they are looking at, you know, um, acknowledging periods in the workplace. They don't have to use the word if they don't want to. But I think the other thing that's important is using the right terminology mm. as well. Um, is massive that people use euphemisms a lot and that doesn't help at all. <laughs> I was wondering about your choice of the term sanitary items mm. and I noticed that's the one that you guys tend to use. Did, is that something you very consciously picked and if so, why? It's only just come to my mind in the past week that we used that term. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if it was early on with legal terms that we were looking at it. We're like, oh, we better use this word. Um, we we just do, I guess. I mean, I think because it's that all-encompassing word, if people understand that that's um, tampons, pads, and also menstrual cups. Um, early on in the media piece, we got called a tampon charity and I really despise that because <laughs> we're not a charity and we don't just give tampons. Um, you know, in our schools, we give 80% pads. Our corporates have 50% pads. Um, it's about those options. And so I think just sanctuary items, I guess, is an all-encompassing term. But um, I don't know, maybe we could just say pads and tampons. <laughs> um, and on that kind of discussion about stigma mm. we were in the same room last week yes. you, me and Laura <laughs> and we went to a show classic <laughs> Wellington coincidence yeah <laughs> um, we went to see Period in the Fringe show in the Fringe Festival um, how was your experience of that and did you go because of your work, line of work or just because you were going to go anyway my friend said, hey, let's go to a fringe show. And I'm like, cool. And she said, what about this one? I'm like, yes, yes, because I met, I met Amy um, about a, this a is year the ago, the creator and director. Yeah. Oh, she's just wonderful. I met her probably under a year ago at Festival for the Future, and she was talking about this, and I just said, go for it. This is what, you know, this is what Wellington needs. Um, so it was really cool having met her last year when she was thinking about this idea and working it through to actually those, seeing the show. Yeah. For those who haven't seen the show, do you want to give a brief synopsis? Um, so Amy, <laughs> yeah, Amy plays a 11-year-old that's just got a new period and, and talking through the range of options to, um, you know, assist with her period with her mum. Um, so her mum's narrating and it's really beautifully well done, I, I must say. I was I was really surprised at, at how how well she thought through everything. Uh, and it's uh, it, it, it sort of illustrates um, through her mum not doing everything perfectly, mm. uh, the confusion and shame around mm. getting your period, yeah. for, especially for a very young person. So... Um, yeah, it's a really beautiful piece. I think Amy is aiming to take that and uh, bring it to schools as well. Yes. So um, more uh, more destroying of the period stigma is even better. And, um, yeah, done with a lot of humour as well and some 
nice, but not too um, not too demanding audience participation. <laughs> but quite, you know, kind yeah. of weaved in in an interesting way. Mm, everyone did well, and I think um, people really embraced it, which was cool. Which Would was you, really cool. I did. Uh, I didn't. I wasn't observing this on purpose, but I noticed that there were a lot of women in the audience. Would you say it was probably eighty percent women? Like, I'd, did I'd you say observe? So. Yeah, I when I was walking out, I was having. I actually had a look. Like, oh, okay, what's the demographics we've got here? Yeah. Um, but I thought it was cool that the men that were there, because I guess yeah. it's not something they would maybe give up their evening to go to. So <laughs> it was it was really cool seeing them there. Yeah. Let I me suppose, say, yeah, well, the man behind me was having the time of his life. <laughs> <laughs> He'd just rocked up by himself, Aww. and he was just hooting. <laughs> So that was nice. That's yeah. so cool. That's it's um uh that might be the next frontier for talking about periods is if like for now we're sort of um like making it okay to talk about it and uh, women are sort of talking about periods all of a sudden. Um I don't know if it's all of a sudden, but it seems <laughs> a lot more out in the mm-hmm. open. Uh but the next frontier I think is like men embracing talking openly about periods and not feeling so weird and shameful about that because of their you know childhood or something their something from their household that still sticks in their mind that they were hushed about or, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah and i i think that does relate back to you know what you guys are talking about with the gender equality here and you know you want women to not suffer you know have negative impacts from having their period but presumably also that men can kind of yeah feel comfortable around that. That's probably a good outcome too. Mm. Yeah, quite a few of our businesses in the beginning, they were worried like, oh, are the men going to ask what we get? You know, women are getting this. Yeah, 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 definitely a big eye roll to that. Um, <laughs> you know, that, yeah, women are getting these things in the bathrooms. What about us? Um, quite a few of them asked, asked us what's the reaction and at the start we didn't mm. know we were like I don't know we'll just see what happens um, but men understand and and also yeah why would you go against an initiative like ours really you'd mm. be the, the evil person in the corner if you were <laughs> to say anything but men are supportive if not more supportive I yeah I mean Obviously, if I was a man, I would be a very cool man. (laughs) Let's just preface that. But I feel like if I was a man and my company was doing something like that that helped some Mm. of their employees, I'd be really chuffed. And similarly, well, being a kid in a school, who knows? But, Mm. you know. Yeah, and and that's what the reaction has been, I think. Yeah, very early on people like, oh, the men will go up in arms. It's like, no, no, they think it's really cool and they equally think it's about time. Awesome. Mm. Well, all the best with your mission for Dignity. Thank you, Jacinta, for coming along. No worries. Thank you so much. Thanks, listeners. Catch you next week. Bye, Wellington. Just do it.